0: Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, August 14th. A Trump flyover, m M&M, and pork chops on a stick, and bumper cars. Republican presidential candidates tried it all this weekend at the all-important Iowa State Fair. The frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, Donald Trump, descended on Iowa literally over the weekend. He flew his plane over and above the Iowa State Fair on Saturday before landing at the airport precisely at the moment where Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was flipping pork chops at the famed Iowa pork producers tent on the fairgrounds, literally for a moment overshadowing DeSantis. As you probably know, Donald Trump is better at trolling his opponents than almost anybody else in American political history, and that was a skill he put on display this weekend. He brought a slew of Florida members of Congress, all of whom have endorsed him over their home state governor, Ron DeSantis, and Trump himself made this pitch to Iowans. We are not taking any chances. We're way up in the polls in Iowa and all over the country, but we don't want to take any chances. We'll be back. Now, Trump's visit to the fair followed a number of developments in his legal cases. It looks more and more likely that he is on the cusp of dealing with a fourth indictment, perhaps as early as today or tomorrow, that one out of Fulton County, Georgia. And we know he has been indicted three prior times, once in New York, And then two federal cases, one on classified documents down in Florida and the one dealing with 2020 election interference here in Washington, D.C. And it was those legal woes that were at the center of some of the questions reporters asked Trump while he was on the ground in Iowa. Is there any chance you take a plea deal in Georgia? We don't take plea deals. It's a wise guy question. Did you intend to overturn the 2020 election? You know the answer. Now, while Donald Trump has a knack for stealing the headlines and gathering large crowds of supporters, and that certainly happened this weekend in Iowa, it doesn't necessarily mean that the other candidates weren't able to accomplish their goals at the state fair of spending some time mixing and mingling with potential Iowa caucus goers at getting all those fair friendly photos in local media, which uh, is definitely part of every campaign's goal when they send their candidates to the state fair. And we saw the traditional campaign tactics of state fair politics among many of Trump's competitors. Uh, We saw Mike Pence, the former vice president, and Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy all take to the Des Moines Register soapbox, a tradition there at the fair where they can give a short stump speech and take questions from voters. They interacted with reporters and took a lot of press questions at their time at the fair. And Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, a very popular Republican in the state, hosted the candidates one by one to participate in what she called these fair side chats where they had the opportunity to get before voters as well. In fact, Ron DeSantis, who spent a lot of time with Governor Reynolds this weekend and is no doubt wishful and hoping for an endorsement from her, though she is remaining neutral in the race thus far, His super PAC's been going after Donald Trump for criticizing Kim Reynolds for staying neutral. And Ron DeSantis himself, while at the fair on Saturday, was asked about Trump's comments about Kim Reynolds. And he pushed back pretty hard. I think that um, uh, Donald Trump's attacks on Kim Reynolds are totally out of bounds. I couldn't disagree with it anymore. And she's done really nothing but do a great job. She's never done anything to him. Uh, But that's just how he operates to attack one of the best governors in the country. It's worth noting, while Trump was on the ground in Iowa, he actually said he really liked Kim Reynolds. He was trying to clean up that mess he made a bit. I spent three days out in Iowa and got to visit the state fair, but also Got to go see Governor DeSantis give remarks at a a smaller gathering in Atlantic, Iowa, about an hour and 15 minutes west of Des Moines. And this is part of DeSantis trying to get to all 99 counties, which he has promised to do. And he said he's going to get it done by October, he thinks. He's already visited after this weekend 38 counties in Iowa. And his super PAC announced a county chair in every one of the 99 counties, getting at this notion that DeSantis is really trying to organize the state in a more traditional way. We saw this have success for Mike Huckabee back in 08, Ted Cruz in 16, Rick Santorum in 2012. Yet you'll recall none of those people became the Republican nominee despite their victories in Iowa. At that event in Atlantic, I met a voter, Doug Steele, 58 years old. He's from nearby Anita, Iowa, and he is now signed up as one of those county chairs for DeSantis. And I was asking him why he is decided already five months out that he's on Team DeSantis. Here was his answer. Time for some youth uh, in, in that office, for sure. and Some new ideas and just a change of uh, a change, an exciting time for, to, to change the course of America. There's no question. Is probably, you know, we need to retire some of the older politicians and he's fresh and he's got a great job in Florida. So we, uh, we, we believe that he can do a great job in the U.S. So while Trump may grab a lot of the headlines, don't be fooled in thinking that these other campaigns are not out there working the land and trying to build organizations, volunteers and connections with voters with lots of time to go here between now and January 15th. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who served in the Trump administration as U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, she made her pitch to Iowa voters this weekend for generational change. It is time for a new generational leader. It is time that we leave the negativity behind, the drama behind, and we focus on real solutions. She'll be the only woman in the field of candidates on the stage at next week's critical first debate in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it is unclear if former President Trump is going to show up to that debate or not. He has said he doesn't want to give his opponents an opportunity to throw stones at him while he is so far ahead in the polls. Here's how Nikki Haley responded to the notion that Trump is not yet set on showing up at the debate. Well, first of all, I think President Trump, it's his decision whether he wants to get on the debate stage or not. You have to earn the support of the American people. It's hard to earn their support if you're absent. As part of his pitch on the Des Moines Register soapbox at the fair, Vivek Ramaswamy made sure to highlight that he is from outside of politics. As most of you know, I actually don't have a ton of experience in this realm of politics. I'm not a politician. I'm a business builder. I enjoy meeting many Farmers, business builders, entrepreneurs across the state, I think we have a lot in common. Now, Ramaswamy just turned 38 years old. So his very image shows an argument for generational change. And he has basically said he, he wants to be sort of Trump 2.0, the next generation of Trumpism in in the Republican Party here. He also showed he's of a different generation when during his fair side chat with Governor Reynolds, he broke into rapping. Eminem's lose yourself. The clocks run out. time's up, over back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. He's so mad, but he won't give, give up, up. No. He won't Ramaswamy give up. made it quite clear he is trying to bring young people along in his movement, in his candidacy. Give a listen to what he said on Fox News just yesterday. We're reaching young people, we're bringing them along in droves with us. The difference between a 50.1 electoral margin this cycle and a landslide is young people. So there are two parallel campaigns happening here. There is the Trump show, and that is totally intertwined with his legal troubles, as well as his dominance in the polls, and therefore a clear frontrunner right now. And then there is this traditional campaign that is happening with all the candidates not named Trump. Although it's worth noting, Trump plays in that space, too. He's far more organized as a campaign than he ever was in 2015 and 16. So while he was only on the ground at the state fair for a very short window of time, you could see a volunteer corps wearing Trump T-shirts and getting names and addresses and phone numbers and signing people up as potential caucus goers all throughout the fair over the weekend. So there's an organization component there as well. But this traditional campaign is one worth watching because more than half the party, especially in Iowa, appears open to someone other than Trump. And if one of those folks in that traditional campaign can coalesce all that support, it will start changing the overall dynamic of this race. And that has a better chance of happening in Iowa where these candidates spend months and months and months working the state than it likely does anywhere else. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.